Welcome to the When It Matters podcast, brought to you by Kirkwood Bank and Trust. This podcast provides in-depth interviews with business owners and banking experts about how to better your financial health and be prepared for the moments that matter. I'm Jared Auer, branch manager and loan officer of our downtown Bismarck branch location. Today's guest is Jodell Burgess, senior trust officer for Kirkwood Bank and Trust. Jodell, thanks for uh, being here today on the When It Matters podcast. It's great to have you. Thanks, Jared. I'm happy to be here. We've worked together here uh, at Kirkwood Bank for the last 10 years or so, and I know you have over 25 years um, experience in the trust and asset management uh, part of the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got started? Well, I grew up in a small town um, on the Canadian border and graduated from Minot State University um, with a degree in accounting. Prior to starting here at the bank, I worked in trust and asset management in the private world, um, specifically for one family. During that time, I did a little bit of everything in the office, and I developed a level of experience in the trust arena. Jodell, you hear of the word trust, Kirkwood Bank and Trust. What exactly do you guys do in the trust department? Well, like I said, we probably do a little bit of everything, um, depending on what the day is. But our key position is to um, manage assets, um, in whether they're in trust or in a different other type of relationship, um, on behalf of those that may not be able to manage them themselves. Mm-hmm. So we have um, trust accounts, we have personal trusts, we have special needs trusts, we um, do conservatorships. We do personal representative, um, just a little bit of everything. So you never know, you know, you never know what your day is going to bring. But I think the bottom line is that our job is to act in the best interest of those we serve and those that are unable to do it um, for themselves. How have you seen things change um, since you began your career? I would say the biggest change since the start of my career has been the advancement of technology. Today, information is readily accessible. Um, in a few seconds, just a few keystrokes away on our phone. So there are no more trips to the library for research. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, with that also comes a large increase in the um, potential for scams and financial fraud. Sure. What are some of the common types of scams and fraud um, that are affecting people today? Well, we see a various um, number of scams here in the banking world, um, different levels. Some, some of them are quite simple. Some of them end up being rather complex. Um, a few of the more complex ones we maybe don't see as often are like investment scams, charity scams, insurance scams, tax scams, um, typical IRS scam that you might get that message on your answering machine. Um, you will be arrested if you do not um, pay your past due taxes or um, you will be arrested or deported or something similar type language um, from the IRS. I mean, that's a very common scam. Um, those can be somewhat complex. But there are a couple um, more simple ones that I um, see more common in the banking world and especially more common in the elderly population. The first one is a giveaway and lottery scam. So we are all familiar with this one in suddenly you receive that voice message saying, hey, you've won the prize, you know, send $1,000 to claim your prize or you owe taxes on a large giveaway, um, you've won the lottery, that sort of thing. Um, those are um, very common in the elderly population and something we've probably all seen or heard of affecting maybe somebody we love. Um, The second one that we see um, 
quite regularly are what we refer to as imposter scams. So one is the grandparent scam. A lot of people are familiar with that one as well. So grandma picks up the phone and on the other end, she hears her grandson say, hey, grandma, I'm happy to talk to you, but guess what? I have a problem. I'm in Florida. I um, lost my wallet and I can't get home. This is so embarrassing. Please don't tell my parents, but could you please wire me $900 ASAP so I can get home? Or um, I've been charged with marijuana possession and I don't, I didn't really do it, but grandma, I need $1,000, you know, send me the money. And this really plays at the heartstrings of the grandma on the other end. And um, a lot of emotions are involved and, um, Unfortunately, a lot of elderly fall prey to these types of scams. Um, a second type of imposter scam we hear a lot about is a, the what we refer to as the romance scam. So mm. um, the gentleman who may be a little bit isolated and feeling somewhat lonely, suddenly on Facebook he's got a new friend and he thinks she's um, rather good looking and... Mm. Um, she starts to call him and now he's interested in in her and she is again playing deep on the emotional scale you know trying to pull at his heartstrings and trying to tell him of all the good things that could happen if he sends her a thousand dollars to fly to North Dakota to live with him or to visit him or um, that sort of thing and that again due to the emotional um, emotional play it it really um, affects the elderly and uh, they quite easily fall prey to these types sure. of scams. Sure. And some of them have gotten really sophisticated. I mean, like like I said, the imposter scam, almost mimicking someone's voice, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's almost so real and surreal that in the moment you're just like, you just fall victim to it, yeah. you know? Yeah. What are some of the warning signs you see in, in some of these scams and, and, and fraudulent activity, I guess you could say? Um, one of the biggest red flags is the immediate action required. Um, send money now. Send money up front. Um, get it here as soon as possible. And mixed with that is often the insistence of secrecy, required secrecy. Don't tell anybody. Please don't tell my parents. Mm -hmm. Please don't tell your son or daughter about our relationship and that I'm going to come and live with you. Um, they may think you're making um, improper decisions. They may not think you're able to control your funds anymore, um, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Also, that immediate need for upfront money. Um, you know, in order to stay out of jail, you must pay the IRS your back due taxes of $1,000. Or um, in order to win the prize, you owe taxes of $900. Please wire money as soon as possible. Those types of things. And finally, the payment methods are typically very hard to track. So they may say, please send $10,000 Amazon cards. Mm. Please send a money order, a large money order. Please send a cashier's check or go to the local wire transfer service and send $900 immediately. And just as immediate as that money is wired, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's the smell test, like it's, if, if it seems too good to be true, mm -hmm. it's probably too good to be true. You know, um, I had a customer too that, that uh, kept bringing in a Jamaican lottery. She got in the mail all the time, all the time. She'd always bring it to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, she got it relentlessly. So they can be relentless, too. You yeah, know, very in their complex pursuit. and very relentless. Once you may answer any sort of phone call, you may answer any, um, any questions, then your name is out there. Mm. And we'll, those calls are relentless, and mm -hmm. they continue to come. Sure. We hear the term elder abuse, um, especially in the banking industry. In your words, um, what exactly does that mean? 
Elder financial abuse is a type of elder abuse in which there has been misuse of funds or even the control over those funds in a relationship that there's some established sort of trust. And this, in, a, in the end, ends up harming the elderly person. So there are a couple types of ways that this um, elder financial abuse is committed. The first one, it may be committed by a scammer or identity theft, as we've been discussing. But unfortunately, the most common is when the elder financial abuse is committed by a family member, a caregiver, or a loved one. Um, oftentimes, up to 90% of the elder um, financial abuse cases do involve, unfortunately, a family member or loved one. What do you do if you suspect someone is being um, financially exploited? Um, first step I would recommend is to report it to your bank. Um, this is going to throw that red flag up and the bank will monitor the account and should hopefully try to alleviate any of the loss potential that's out there um, that might be involved in the scam. Second, uh, report to law enforcement and to local adult protective service agencies that might be available in your community. But most importantly, speak up, um, tell someone you trust, and don't be embarrassed. One out of 14 cases are actually reported. And so you can see that um, most oftentimes people don't feel comfortable speaking up. And usually that's due to the um, fact of embarrassment. One thing that's nice about having a a community bank like like Kirkwood Bank is that we get to know our customers really well, so we can we can look out for some of that stuff, and we just we we get to know them so that so well that we can see when things are just out of the ordinary. This yeah. just isn't right, you know? right? And oftentimes, um, our frontline staff are instrumental in preventing scans or mm -hmm. even stopping a scan um, right when it's actually happening. Well, thanks so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure having you on the uh, When It Matters podcast. Well, thanks for inviting me, Jared. Thanks for listening to this episode of the When It Matters podcast. Subscribe for new episodes and connect with us online at Kirkwood Bank & Trust on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And for more information or to speak with one of our financial experts, visit kirkwoodbank.com. Kirkwood Bank & Trust, member FDIC, equal housing lender.